What's up, guys? Thank you for listening to this episode. We appreciate you guys clicking on it. Okay, but before we get to this episode, we want to talk to you guys a little bit about our sponsors, right, Tyler? That's right. We got to talk about the people taking care of us, keeping the lights on around here. The first one that we want to talk to you guys about is Matman Apparel. Go to matmanedge.com to check out all of their sweet stuff. Made in the USA, manufacturing combat sports apparel and equipment since 1969. Free shipping on all orders in the US. You can go check out their catalogs. You can check out all the deals that they have. Also use promo code stalemates for 10% off your order. They have a custom apparel machine type thing that you can click on it and build your custom apparel on there they also have awesome headgear they have the matte tape the best in the game they have hair caps they have everything that you need knee pads whatever you need wrestling shoes bags they've got a wrestling scorebook whatever you need they have it tyler tell them a little bit about barbarian apparel Yep, we have Barbarian Apparel. They specialize in custom team gear and apparel. They'll work with you every step of the way for whatever you need for your team, from logos to graphics to even fabric material. They're super helpful. They have your back to get you whatever you need. Check them out at barbarianapparel.com. Great team over there, Barbarian. Lastly, we got to give our shout out to our guy, Trent. Okay, Trent is a guy that I've known for a little bit now. He's a Hawkeye wrestling fan, and uh, he pays attention quite a bit to the Hawkeyes. And one day he hit me up and said, hey, do you have a wrestling podcast? I said, yeah, I do. And he said, okay, well, I like what you got going on. I saw you. I thought I recognized you. And he said, how can I help? So when we got our new studio, we needed a new floor because the last one, I think, was used by like a print shop or something like that. Regardless, it was hideous. It was ugly. We were pretty in dire need of a new floor. So Trent at Above and Beyond Wash and Steel hooked it up, okay? He said he could do this, he could do that, and he went above and beyond all of that. No pun intended. Uh, above and Beyond Wash and Steel, check them out on Facebook. You can get a hold of them, message them. Um, I believe they're on Instagram as well. Go check them out. There's got a link down below if you need a custom floor done uh, he's got it all. You can put a logo on there. He even said he would offer a discount if you put a Stalemates logo on there or if you just mentioned Stalemates. So go check them out. Also, I want to add, too, Barbarian Apparel does have a promo code as well. I believe the promo code for that is SM10. Okay, so SM10 for Barbarian Apparel, 10% off. Promo code Stalemates for Mattman and mention Stalemates to Trent at Above and Beyond Wash and Seal. Go check that out. Make sure you guys hit subscribe and leave us a review. Drop the intro, Tyler. What up, everybody? Good morning, good morning. I'm trying something a little new today. We had to call an audible. We had a guest this morning that had to reschedule, so we said, let's just try something new, okay? Killer. It's the off-season. Let's I keep it tall. Y'all ain't fucking with my man. Innovation. Don't check your watch. Pardon you know the, the language time. if you're Cold listening to this and you hear the... Uh, Niggas is fucking yeah, finished. That right this there. shit too easy for me now. Nigga Cole been going plat since back when CDs was around. What you sold, I tripled that. I, I can't believe these fucking clowns. Look how everybody clapping when your 30-song album do a measly hundred down. If I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. If you hate it on a nigga, please don't greet me with a pound. I be 
staying out the way But if the beef do come around Could put an M right on your head You Luigi brother now Trace my steps But after this album I think this puts him ahead of Kendrick In terms of greatness Because Kendrick's not putting out music Like he hasn't right. put out music in like five years mm-hmm. So if you're not gonna put anything out You know we gotta retire you a little bit Yeah and they're both figures that kind of like to like put out their projects and then disappear for a while. But J. Cole's been everywhere over the past, like since his last project, doing like features and all that. And I feel like he's kind of adjusted to the new like wave of hip hop, too. The only thing that's different between J. Cole and Kendrick is Kendrick hasn't put out a bad album where J. Cole, that album with Neighbors on it. I know you probably mm. liked it a little bit more than I did, but I felt like you kind of miss in terms of like in terms of being great. Right. You got to yeah. not miss. He doesn't really care if he like wants to put out something more creatively focused and like building onto the next step. I think he's going to do it. Yeah. All right. Enough music talk. We're going to get into today's episode because we were supposed to have somebody else on and fortunately they had to reschedule. Uh, so we're going to fly by the seat of our pants a little bit. We're going to call our boy Connor Leprezzi. Okay, Connor went to Cornell. He has offered to write for us a couple times. You guys have read some of his articles. You guys liked it. One of our most popular articles we've ever written was by this man. So we thought we would have him on and talk to him a little bit about who he is. I know some people have asked, and uh, we figured we would have him on, and he can talk about whatever he wants to talk about. We really don't have any topics for the show. We really don't have any research because all of our homework was on our other guests who we plan on rehabbing on at some point. Uh, you guys will like it, especially if you have been following us for a while. Uh, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, or since that event happened, I've like, you know, we got to get this guy on the show. So mm-hmm. uh, he's down. We just had to reschedule. So call it a little bit of an audible. I'm going to call Connor Leprezzi right now. The only other time we've ever used this call feature uh, is back when we used to do some call-ins. Um, oh, and, and Robin Ficker, the Maryland heckler. Remember when we had him on? Mm-hmm. There it is. I have him on, I have him in my phone as Connor Cornell. You'll have to edit out that dead space there, Tyler. You left me hanging there, I got not you. saying anything. <laughs> Let's see, you have to turn him up on the Bluetooth so we can hear him. Turn it up a little bit. Yo. Connor, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm sitting on the Discord as well. You're sitting on, oh yeah, our Discord. So we just started a Discord, but we're trying to figure out how that works. Jason Bryant started one, and I joined it to try to figure out how it works because I've never been a Discord guy, but uh, we're you know we're going to be starting a Patreon soon, and a lot of the uh, creatives that use Patreon also use Discord as like a feature. Do, yeah. you, do you know much about the Discord game? Yeah, man, Discord is where it's at. So um, they just changed their logo, so they angered half of the community but yeah man i love discord so there's a discord community people who are like in on it and people who aren't or or what do you mean by that um yeah i mean like there are uh like i feel like you either know what discord is or you have absolutely no idea what it is uh i don't i think it's because usually what it is kind of what you said it's to add like a deeper level of like uh, to a relationship with someone. So think of it, it's almost like the, um, what Iowa does with the Hawkeye like forum thing. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like that. Right. So let's say I follow a guy on Twitch and he's a streamer, right? So he may have a discord that if I subscribe to his Twitch, I can have access to like this private discord or like if I'm a Patreon, I can access this like private channel within the like greater discord as well. 
Um, so yeah, it's like a cool way to like build circles within circles. So is that how you would say it differs from like Zoom in a way? Then it's a little more intimate in that manner. Yeah, yeah, it has way it's way wider. Is this Tyler too? What's up? Yeah, what's going what? on, Connor? <laughs> it's nice to uh, you know you get here. Hear you a real person, yeah. Uh, not, not like a computer making out uh, all this new website and content stuff. <laughs> yeah. So for the people that are listening, Connor, you know he's wrote for us a couple times. I explained that a little bit, I think, before you were uh, on the call. Uh, but Connor's from Cornell. What's your background, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I came from Cornell, uh, native of New York, Central New York. So I was a state champ my junior year, so second my senior year. Uh, and then I wrestled. I actually had a year at Bucknell, and then I transferred from there. I uh, got homesick and wanted to be part of the Big Red. And, um, yeah, I was just so lucky to be around some of those great minds. Uh, I actually went to the same high school as Jake, so his dad was my coach, and I got to see Kyle, you know, win his four titles uh, and then go on to the world title. So it was uh, cool to kind of just be a sponge. You know, I, I wouldn't. I hate to would hate to say that I'm someone who quote unquote like didn't pan out into C one level, uh, just because it's so gosh darn competitive. But you know, what's kinda cool to be wrestling guys like Yanni and then seeing him, you know, winning the national finals and be like, dang, like, you know, that's someone that I compete with in the room every day. Um Yeah, I mean now it, I'm, and the byproduct the byproduct <laughs> of you not panning out, you got a degree from Cornell, right? Hey, yeah, that's exactly right too. Uh, and when I kind of realized that that was like, you know, I wasn't starting. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to be an all American if I can't start. Uh, well, you know, what, what else am I going to do my time with? And there are a lot of like, there's a club, um, the Finger Lakes wrestling club that trains uh, out of the Friedman center. I got to coach there a lot and I got to just be really involved with, uh, all of the like resources at Cornell, which are like, you know, you just got to pick which one you like. All right, so we didn't have you on to talk about this, but what's the what's the vibe of the uh, Cornell situation right now? You got Max Dean going oh. to Penn State, and then I saw some subtweets and stuff. I'm not going to name names or anything like that. We almost did a video on it, but then we decided not to because I really don't want to get into the whole uh, vaccine slash anti-vaccine conversation. But yeah, yeah. Uh, was that? Uh, yeah, I did. You want you want screenshots from the uh, from the groupie? No. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that a thing is that a thing of course yeah i mean we have like you know little like circles with you know groupies that are still living on from when we were you know wrestling um and i think it's tough uh in my opinion i think the coaches and the team made it clear to max that it's because the place that he's welcome to and you know they w- wouldn't want him to leave just like how you wouldn't want your friend to move out of your apartment um, and Max, I, admit, I guess, thought it was his best decision to go down there. Uh, and so, you know, some people may be a little hurt just because we really got to know the entire family, his dad, his older brother, Max. Uh, so whenever that happens, it's, you know, it's just a little hard at first, but I hope, and I, in my opinion, at least for me personally, like time will help. It all, it all depends on how it pans out. You know, like we don't know what's going to happen in the future, whether he goes and wins it or, you know, he may not even play. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, so I'm just excited to see, like, well, let's see how this pans out, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, we, we do. I mean, I, I would like to see him in red, and that's my 
That's my hot take. So are you pro-vax or anti-vax? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, hold on. I'll send you. I'll, I can post it in the. Uh, I can post it in the Discord. I'll just send it to you. All right. There's a screenshot, and it's on. Uh, it's Twitter, and it says, you know, I think it's Intermat. It says Max Dean goes to Penn State, and then the very next tweet, it's Penn State mandating vaccine. Yeah, what? And, and it's, a, it's a cursed image. Yeah, I. I uh... I think it's going to be interesting, and I don't even know, did Max ever come out and say that that's the reason why he wanted to go, or was that just, like, still the rumor? No, I think I think that's really implied. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think it was, like, maybe brought up. I don't think it's the deciding factor. I, I got to give them a little bit more credit that, like, there's a multiple things. So even to be on campus at Cornell, you have to sign this, like, student ethics code and within that uh there's like this rule that if you test positive for covid that you have to like spend two weeks in the hotel on statler uh, and they like send a van to come and pick you up and that was like the rule that you had to sign uh that's another thing that i believe just didn't really vibe with them i think it rubbed them the wrong way uh talking about like you know civil liberties or like is that really what i have to do um, so I think not signing that document could have come into play when it, when it comes down to being a student at Cornell, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Do you think, yeah. Do you think this, like, do you think this whole thing is going to be more than just Max Dean though? So imagine, you know, if Penn state does say, mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to require you. And then other schools don't, do you see that happening a lot? If, schools are going to start requiring these guys we're going to see guys say hey you know what i'm going to the socon because they're not going to make me do nothing down there well i i think it can come into the fray right so it can definitely be if there's someone who's unhappy and already you know looking possibly like has already entertained the idea maybe they just missed, had to sit out an entire season like the ivy league maybe they're you know getting having a tough time in the room you know maybe there's somebody else that's making his you know making his spot seem like something he has to earn well you know screw it i want to go someplace else um so it, it can definitely be a deciding factor for people who want it to be one um i think it may i i my question i wonder is if we're going to see coaches play that into uh coming like coming to play with recruiting and, and saying something like hey you know come down here. We're not going to make you get the vaccine. You know, yeah. we, trust you and we recognize, you know, what you want to do with your life. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. I think, you know, I feel mm -hmm. like that would divide us even more, but at the same time, like imagine, you know, imagine a team full of like anti-vaxxers and that was like their promo. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, that's that's a, how they're gonna divide until they all got sick or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how that works. This is why. <laughs> see, this is why I don't get into <laughs> politics because I personally took the vaccine. But you know, if other people want to do what they want to do, that's on them, in my opinion. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah, I think it's a bunch of things coming together. You know, it's uh, funny. I, I asked like, this joke yeah. as like I said this. I said this to you as a joke, and then now we're talking about the vaccine for a little bit. I know, right? Well, it's it, well, it is kind of hard when I talk to coaches who are like, 
you know, finally able to work with their guys. And this is like even at the from D1 to D3 and NAIA, where like they got to practice with masks on. And it's just like, yeah, that's so a little much ridiculous. harder. Like, yeah, it can, well, it's just another barrier, right? Another reason why kids, and now I'm kind of talking about like growing the sport as a whole, like it's another reason for somebody not to want to wrestle. And that's where like I don't like it. Like, you know, that's yeah. why I don't really see this politics. I'm just trying to, like, like the two-piece singlet, you know, like, if you're wrestling one, like, in 180 in middle school or high school, you may not be a very fit, you know, in looking individual. Right. And something like, you know, a nipple popping out in a mask can be, like, detriment. Like, it can be the worst. Right. Uh, be something a kid may not want to wrestle for. So I'm all for the two-piece singlet because I think it's better for the sport. Um in terms of like feeling comfortable wrestling in a singlet. That's a good point. I actually, mm-hmm. I like that. You know, at first when that two piece singlet thing came out, I was anti two piece singlet just because I personally like the singlet. Uh, but somebody else put that to me as well. Like if that gets one more kid or however many more kids to go out for the sport, because they, uh, yeah, they're a little bit self-conscious or whatever the word would be. I'm, I'm anything, Anything that gets more kids out, right? You're going to be more for that. Uh, let's talk about stalemates a little bit. So you you and I got into contact. Let's see. It's been a little bit now. It's been, I mean, I talked to you Almost like. Our, our anniversary is coming up. I know. I, I, I was talking to you on the <laughs> phone like way back then. And like at that point, we're trying to just do anything. And you and I talked on the phone for like an hour or something like that. And I'm just thinking, what? I, honestly, I'm, you know, our conversation went all over the the board and I'm thinking, I don't know what the hell just happened at the end of the phone call. And then um, th- <laughs> things kept rolling. And then, you know, you, you DM me here and there. And then now it's like, you know, you would say, I want to write something. And I'd say, just do it and send it to me. And if it's good, we'll send it, we'll put it out there. And then the first thing that really got people, in my opinion, first thing that you wrote that got people excited was the uh, 665 pound deadlift, like what could people, you know, what could AJ Ferrari deadlift? Like what weighs 665 pounds? Like really put it into perspective for people, which is like, it hit the nail on the head for the type of, the type of content that we want to do. So I know we just got done talking about the Vax and Max Dean and like serious stuff like that. But for us, we yeah, really, yeah. we really want to talk about the stuff that's kind of funny. And I think that's our niche and that's kind of what um, really helped us get to where the point that we're at right now is that kind of yeah, the same absolutely. thoughts that you have as far as like the content that you want to do for us? Yeah, I, I really like, um, right. Like the writing just funny. They're basically like funny thoughts that I kind of chase them and, and write it out. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. I first kind of, when I reached out like a year ago, I thought about how, you know, you had a very distinct tone and a very like, very obvious vibe of how you kind of wanted to report and talk about and just tackle the giant that really is wrestling media and, and even like even like combat sports you're talking about like um uh just a, as a whole uh, and I, I really liked it yeah i like the idea of uh the first thing that really caught my eye was the uh the news headlines yeah we were weird. doing like almost like the onion headlines yeah I don't know when we gave yeah, that up, but I don't, I don't know when we gave that up, but I want to get back to it because that's like one of my funniest, uh, 
That's like the most yeah. fun I had was like writing, like thinking of those every day. Like we would just, Tyler and I would just call each other and be like, what about this? No, that's not funny. Or, yeah. oh yeah, that's good. Or yes, that's good. But I, we don't know how to phrase that. Like there's a little bit of a, an art form to it. Like we're just big onion fans. And uh, there's a couple other satire stuff out there, but wrestling doesn't, didn't have one. And one of our, like one of our, how do I say this? Our most viral moments in the beginning came from that. Mm hmm. And I've been having Absolutely, headlines yeah. pop again into my head lately. And so I wanted to do it again. And we always wonder, like, are people going to be confused when we just start putting these out again? Like, oh, what's this? But I think people really enjoy the satire. Yeah, I think that what, the reason kind of yeah, no, why we've shied away from the satire headlines is because not everybody understands our tone. And so some people take what we say too seriously. So this recently happened. Ben Provisor says he's going to Grandview and we made a photoshopped uh, picture of Aaron Pico's head on Life University, another NAIA school, uh, a wrestler from NAIA. Right. And we said, is Aaron Pico yeah. to Life U? Question mark. And like people took it very seriously. Some people did. The people who knew us knew it was a joke, but there was people like, oh, yeah, sometimes it's not about wrestling. They, you know, life is a good chiropractic school. Um, good on Aaron Pico for doing that. And that's I'm like, OK, I don't want to be known as like, you know, lying, you yeah. know, even though it's. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to go to the, like be the place where people go to find out that they were like mistaken. Correct. They're like, oh, that wasn't true. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then I'm like, well, you know, that happened before, like when we would put out satire, people would be like, I don't understand what Stanley says. Is this like, are they satire? Are they humor? Are they serious? Like, what is it? And so like, for me, it was more like almost like a brand identity thing that I'm like, okay, we need to stop doing these satire headlines because people are taking them to be real, even though some of them were absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. That's where I did yeah, some of my favorite photoshopping. Like, uh yeah, if you make it look, you have to have, like, a certain, like, headline, like, like, cookie-cutter thing that you can just paste different ones in so that people know, like, if it looks this certain way, it's satire. Well, and I like, feel like if you, you put if you put satire on it, which I think we did. Yeah, I think we it, have satire news below it. Okay, so I... Oh, really? Well, then, then at that point, like, what more can you do? Right, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That's funny. I mean, I, I would like to get back to it. Like, I know we keep talking about our Patreon, but I think it'd be funny. You know, like, we want to do like a digital newspaper like every week or every month, probably every month. And uh, part of it would be like a satire section. Yeah. Or even like, because you, you guys do really good, like longer videos. Like your last one with uh, Coach Schwab and like Illinois was super cool and I, I like like how you like show me because i've never seen like those midwest schools i'm an east coast guy um so it's cool to like see the rooms and see their different gyms and whatnot um which is like great for me uh also like on the other end of the spectrum doing like shorts almost uh on like maybe not satirical shorts but just like shorter like you know like edits or something yeah. Yeah. We tried to do that a little bit with the wrestling shirt a day in May. The cool thing about the, the off season is we kind of know our numbers aren't going to be as good as they were during the regular season because there's just not as many people seeking out wrestling content. Like when your numbers start to get really yeah. good is when you're getting those average fans who aren't necessarily always going to be looking for um, wrestling all the time. 
that's when your numbers are going to be yeah. really good when they're YouTubing like wrestling stuff. Uh, but now it's the mm-hmm. off season. They're not doing that. They're watching baseball, they're camping, whatever the heck they're doing. Right. Uh, and so for yeah. us, we're like, okay, it's the off season. Our numbers aren't going to be good either way. Let's go ahead and take some risk and do some funny stuff. Let's do some stuff that we don't care if the numbers do good or not. Right. And so like we tried that Absolutely. with the, the Jim Dutro video, which we kept saying his name wrong in the video. Uh, <laughs> it's funny too, because J- Jason, no idea. Jason, well, what's funny is I really screwed it up. So you and I had already kept recording. Like we recorded like the whole thing. And then um, I was like, you know what? I don't know if we're saying his name right. I'm going to message him. So I messaged him. How do you say your name? And uh, he said, D- he said, Jim Dutch row, Dutch space row. And I'm like, okay, cool. But we had already recorded everything. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. I'm just like, I'm not going to go re-record this. Like, hopefully they think this is like an accent thing and not like a mispronunciation thing. And then Jason Bryant interviews him on Matt talk online. And he says, uh, he made fun of us for saying it wrong. Him and Jason Bryant did. And then, and then Jim's like, yeah, he even asked me how to say it. And he still messed it up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm like, you know what? You know, Hey, I mean, you know, I don't know. What can you do? Dutro, But anyways, I, I don't know. I think, I think taking risks this time of year is good because it doesn't matter what the numbers are. Yeah. By the yeah, way, did you guys see that? Whenever you're having other shows talk about you, I mean, any publicity is good publicity, okay? Yeah, I, so. agree. I agree. I don't take it. I don't, you know, we did screw up, so they have every right to say that yeah, we screwed it up. Yeah, take it on the chin, man. Yeah. And Jim said he liked <laughs> the video, so that's times. that's all that matters. Um, but did you guys see that AJ Ferrari Sr.'s interview is now our most watched interview now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I checked the numbers quite a bit. Connor, you probably didn't know that at all. But uh, Tom Brands for the no. longest time was our number one, and now AJ Ferrari Sr. is. Does that surprise you at all, Connor? Um, no. No, because I'm sure you know AJ Ferrari is a guy who uh, raises a lot of questions. And so I'm sure all those viewers just came looking for answers. Uh, and so, you know, who is this guy and, and, and how did he come to be? Uh, I, that's, I've actually watched it. I watched the whole thing. I thought it was great. Um, the, the, the picture of, you know, who beat you and burning it outside. Uh, that's something that, you know, not, not that exact thing, but something very similar, uh, like writing their name on the whiteboard is something that my, like, uh, early coach did in middle school and um, uh, my first year in varsity. So that kind of like hit home to me and it really resonated. So I loved it. But I, no, I wouldn't say that surprises me at all. Yeah. In hindsight, follow, follow up question. Yep. Do you, what do you think is going to beat it? Oh. What, what big story? <laughs> what Man. do you think could beat it? See, there's a lot of relevancy that goes into those views too for it to climb that fast. So Correct. Yeah, Tyler's right there. It's like a lot of time, like I've always said, if we went back and did some of the old videos that we did, we could have got so many more views because I I didn't know at the time how YouTube really works. And now I kind of understand how it works. And so sometimes you just do the right interview at the wrong time. Uh, The thing with the AJ Ferrari senior one was we did the right interview at the right time. Uh, I think a lot of people were talking about AJ Ferrari. So a lot of people were YouTubing his name. And so like I kind of knew how to structure the, the headline a little bit or the title were like Tom brands. If yeah, I did, yeah, if I did Tom brands right now, I think we would get almost double what we got the first time. But the thing is what's crazy about Tom brands is like, I didn't know anything. And so 
to organically get the amount of views that we did, it's, it's like a tip of the hat to him. And I think a little bit of a tip of the hat to us, uh, because that's like just totally organic views that we didn't get like an algorithmic push for. Um, but yeah. what would be the interview that would top it? I think, I mean, it just, I don't know. Like it depends that I don't think we could ever guess. Like, obviously if we interviewed like a kale, I think that would do obviously pretty good. A John Smith, like any of those big names, Spencer Lee, any of these like top tier names, they're going to do well on their own, but it's probably going to be some sort of, it's honestly like getting like some sort of viral moment to me that really gets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that you got to get like someone right after they win a Olympic, like, uh, like an Olympic medal or something or something right, right after yeah. a big match or tournament. Yeah. That's what's going on in the culture. Because the time. sometimes people are tuning in to like, like they're a lot of times they're tuning in to hear the subject, you know, and not necessarily or maybe us. like a Brax, get like a Braxton Amos after a big tournament, like fresh off of world team trial. I don't even know if that would do it, to be honest with you. I think it's got to be, it's got to be an element of like funny or character, or like some sort or of like, like polarizing, like the Ferrari polarizing like that to us is kind of what we're going for. Honestly, a lot of times when we interview an athlete, it's like our worst numbers that we get. Oh, versus, yeah, just, yeah, because you're, you're relying. If you don't know who he is, the appeal is, like, gone. Well, I think just, like, athlete interviews in general, not just in wrestling, are typically usually pretty boring unless it's, like, the top of the top. And even if it's a really good interview, people aren't even going to click it because they think they're just going to – you're going to get that answer of, like – Oh, I practice really hard. Like just that boring stuff mm. that you normally would get. And so people don't even give it a chance, <laughs> but like a coach coaches are interesting because they don't necessarily, they don't like tweet and stuff like that. So they don't have a lot of opportunities to really get out. Um, but feelings that they have or that, you know, the expressions that they want to put out there. And so they'll use stuff mm -hmm. like interviews to really get that out there. Cause they know people are going to watch. And I think that's, super dope when that happens like like schwab doesn't tweet a whole lot but then we had him on and he's talking about the whole bono situation or he's talking about uh you know transfers yeah. or whatever it is like that's what makes people want to tune in because we don't see him tweet every day yeah that that's what was interesting to me as well i was wondering like how, how do i not know this guy like this like how do i not you know know him as well as i'm like just now hearing from him um well, I mean, some coaches, I wonder if that will change, right? Because, like, the, the scuttlebutt in, in my life is I'm looking at going to grad school and being a coach and, you know, getting my education for free. So I, I wonder if, like, the new age of coaches are going to be, like, more active on Twitter and, like, have their own Twitter account or, like, have, like, their own like, – I mentioned the groupies. I wonder if they're going to have, like, their own Discord or something. Um because like that's from a recruiting standpoint, like you want to have a strong like media presence. Like it is beneficial to have like a Twitter account to want to pull people in. So I will tell you this. I know coaches, even if they aren't tweeting a lot, they are definitely on Twitter and they're paying attention. So like there was a coach that we were talking to one time and I was like, man, and he's a, you know, coach at a big school and, uh, you know, a major conference. You definitely know who it is. And he said, I was like, well, I was like, man, you followed us super early on. 
And he's like, well, that's how you recruit. You know, I was like, oh, man. Like, so <laughs> just like being in tapped with what's going on on social media and Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, not necessarily like he's not checking to see if their their tweets are funny or if their brand is good. I think it's just like a way that they can reach out to somebody. So if a kid does really well in a wrestling tournament, he looks up his Twitter. That's just a way that he can contact them and uh, being tapped with what they have going on. I think what's going on with Rockfin is kind of interesting because it's it's forcing a lot of these schools to get some sort of brand going. Obviously, Kale was kind of at the forefront of that, and then everybody else kind of follows what he's done. Uh, but why wouldn't but why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you get a Rockfin going? It's just another way that you could get income and and kind of monetize your athletes. Yeah, yeah. The Rockfin one is it really like changed the game. And of course, Cal beat everybody to punch. I know, I think it's interesting what they're doing with like the, the Spartan RTC and getting like a, uh, almost like a corporate sponsor. Um, yeah. I, I, I like your idea. I want to like, I don't know how we could make it real, but of, if making wrestlers or coaches like um, NASCAR's, where like NASCAR races where they have to wear all their sponsors like on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Like, uh, okay. Tyler and I both looked at each other like, what is he talking about? <laughs> and then once he said that, we were like, okay, I get it. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I couldn't get it off. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, before we before we hang this up here, are you uh, how active are you like wrestling wise? Uh, like on the mat. Yeah. Uh, I'm still pretty active. I mean, I uh, I hang with the guys at Doughboys, which is like in Lowell, Massachusetts, like an hour north of Boston. That's a sick um, name. Yeah, the Doughboys. Yeah, there's also <laughs> like, the Dough Girls. They, they have a sick uh, women's team. One of them just committed to Elmira, which is a good win for New York. Um, but yeah, I love that place. The only kid who can really take me down, I, his name is Jimmy Harrington. He took me down one day in practice, and I told him, I was like, all right, man. Like, that kind of hurt my ego a little bit. Like, I'm going to need you to go and win prep nationals for me. Just just to help me out. Did he do it? And he did. Okay. He did. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, that's that, uh, <laughs> that's that Cam uh, Cam Caffey tweet where it's like, if you beat me, I'm going to need you to keep winning so I look good. You know, because if somebody beats yes, you and they lose. Seriously. That was a hilarious tweet. He's a, he's probably one of the best at Twitter in the, in the college wrestling game. Um, but the reason why I'm asking is – Tyler and I, we haven't talked about this before, so we maybe we might actually make this uh, episode like a Patreon-only thing because we're trying to keep this under wraps, but uh, we're planning it out, and we kind of need a little bit of a public opinion, so I do want to get it out there a little bit, um, and we need volunteers kind of. We're thinking about doing like a, a wrestling card. And, okay. And we, we, okay. Yeah, and so we don't necessarily want to – we can't afford uh, freaking Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Dake, right? Mm-hmm. We're not flow wrestling. We're stalemates, right? So we're going to stick with our brand a little bit. So imagine like WWE meets actual wrestling, which I know the hot topic on Twitter this past week has been that real pro wrestling thing. But even that was like seriously competitive. Uh, this is going to be like we want it to be competitive. We're going to get matchups that are competitive. But, you know, we need people that are interesting, people that – uh, are going to be good on camera and stuff like that. Is that something that you would ever consider? <laughs> yeah, man, hundred uh, like, percent. That that sounds like a blast. I've done. Yeah, 
we'll help you get out here and we'll use our stalemate uh funds that we don't necessarily have a lot of but we'll try our best you can you can crash on mine or tyler's couch or you can sleep in the studio we have a we have a uh we have a futon couch. yeah uh but we can figure it out oh, maybe well, what do you weigh right now we gotta find a catch weight oh man i better i worked out this morning but i didn't do anything crazy well what my, do you weigh my test my test um i'm like a I'm like sitting around like 155. 155. Right now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't I want, 49. We don't want people to cut weight, but uh, what I'm thinking, like, we want to do like storylines that are already kind of there, kind of built in. So, like, we could do Ivy Leaguer versus this freaking uh, GED guy or something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're trying to figure out some sort of rivalry for you. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, is what, I mean, if, if, if whoever I'm wrestling, if he knows that this is like, WWE and he's not actually like some Ivan Drago guy who's gonna try to like think this is like the next I don't know like tournament I just don't I just wouldn't want to get hurt that was the yeah. that's the only thing yeah we did this thing at the boys uh where we had like a match day and as a joke they wanted me to wrestle uh one of the other coaches who had like just graduated Campbell um his name's John I don't know his last name um but we were and we were like, oh, fine, whatever, we'll wrestle. And, like, 30 seconds in, he takes a low single, and, like, my knee just made this, like, weird noise. And he stopped, and I stopped, and we looked at each other, and we were like, yeah, this isn't worth it. And we were like, like let's just stop. And, like, all the kids that were a little bummed, we were like, we don't want to get, like, if we get hurt, it's, it's lame. You know, and I, like, I like took, like, a week off just to be safe. But um, that's, like, I don't know, I watched, you see the fights last night with the guy broke his arm? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking of right now with you guys. Ask, you know, you want to fly out to Iowa to wrestle this guy? I'm like, oh, well, who's, who's this guy? Well, <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll set it up beforehand. <laughs> like, you'll be able to scout him out and see if you want to do it or not. It's not going to be like a black. Like, we're not just be like, oh, here's freaking Matt McDonough or something. You know, right. we're not going to do like, <laughs> we're not going to do anything like that. But. Uh, we got some good tricks up our sleeve. I don't want to say too much, and we can talk a little bit off talk a little bit about it off um, off air. But um, it, I will say it'll be a real wrestling match. It's not going to be scripted, and it's not going to be like some sort of like flow or uh, like Nate Diaz says, touch butt in the park or nothing like that. <laughs> like it's going to be a real match. Now we're not. What I'm saying about like it being w wwe or whatever it's not going to be like i said we're not going to we're not going to throw you in against a guy who's training to make the world team or something like that like it'll be somebody who also hasn't wrestled consistently you know or anything like that for a while and and we'll give you like some sort of like um heads up about who it is and like you guys will be well acquainted and be on the same page all right well that, that that's all that makes me feel better let's do it i i we, i want to see what does the winner get Will we get like a custom singlet or something? Well, we'll have to talk about that. Well, we're going to try to do uh, like belts. So if you win, you'll win the belt. You'll win the strap. And then, you know, you might have to defend it if you win. You might have to, <laughs> might have to fly you out every freaking quarter. Oh, you know? my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to go do some sprints and start getting into shape. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to come up with a whole name. Should I make a separate Instagram for it? No, just keep like a whole just keep doing thing. your just yeah. I mean whatever you want to whatever brand. you want to do. If you want to do it, go ahead. Um we we have some meetings tomorrow about it, but it should be good and uh we'll keep you in touch. You're in the Discord, so we'll we'll talk about it on there. We uh we pitched this idea yeah, to one awesome. guy. We pitched this idea to one guy and he was like, Yeah, I'm in. We're like, Oh sweet, so what do you weigh? And he's like, Oh, you don't want me wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Like he thought maybe we were talking about just being involved in like refereeing, and then we're like, "Oh, okay, cool." So what do you weigh, man? And he's like, "Oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not wrestling." Oh yeah, I'm still, my, yeah, I'm still active. I mean, right now I specialize in like barbecue matches. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> you know, just when, those Kimbo Slice wrestling matches. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the guys, um, it, his name's also Connor here in Boston. We have the we battle for Alpha Connor every other week. Okay. For, well, maybe we'll find fun. another Connor for you to wrestle, <laughs> and we'll do like this guy thinks he's the real Connor. I'm the real Connor. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Well, we, I mean, yeah, we you may we may have to uh, fly you guys out here to Boston then. Yeah. You guys can just come here and do it. Yeah, Connor, appreciate you for coming <laughs> on, man. Yeah, this was awesome. It was great to uh, meet you, Tyler. Yeah, you and, too. Uh, awesome catching up, Zach. And uh, yeah, follow up with me about that, those matches. Sounds fun. Yeah, but we'll see you in the Discord. See you later. Adios. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. I don't. I think he was pretty up to to doing it, but you know, I, I don't. I think he was a little bit confused, but I think um, I think we explained it pretty well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Once he got the full scope of it, I think he was in. What do you weigh? I weigh like 175. You're not That's getting a good middle. Huh? No, no. <laughs> uh, I did an open tournament a couple years back and I cut down to 157 and it was hell. <laughs> so we could have you wrestle 175. Yeah, wrestle I, Mikey. I won't cut anyway. I'll wrestle Mikey. <laughs> I don't care. It's for fun. It's for the content. Yeah, we got to figure it out. I'm excited though. Mm, yeah, yeah, I am going to participate, people. So. Yeah, so if you guys are listening and you do live close to Des Moines, like, we're not going to fly everybody out. I think, Connor, like, we want to meet him anyways or something like mm. that. Uh, but if you're interested and you're willing to, like, you know, front the cost of getting to Iowa and, and stuff like that and uh, you're interested, shoot us a DM, shoot us a message, and uh, we'll try to add you to the list. Uh, we're not going to – like, for us, it's not about how good you are a wrestler. It's just, like, how funny – like, how, how good on camera are you going to be? Like, how funny yeah. are you going to be? Like, you got to have some persona a little bit, right? Yeah. And I guess just to reiterate, the WWE aspect is like the production and entertainment side. It's not Correct. scripted fake wrestling. No, or it's going to be like that. It's going to be actual wrestling, you know, and we don't know the, uh, we don't know. I think we're going to do folk style because we've always been so team mm. folk style. Um, but we got to, we got to feel it out a little bit and we're going to try to workshop some stuff. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys are subscribed. I haven't harped on this too much, but if you guys like what you're hearing, please give us a review on Apple and Spotify or however else you can do it because that helps us get suggested when people listen to other stuff like the great uh, Wrestling Change My Life podcast. You guys go check that out. Uh, shout out to Ryan Warner. Um, but when you guys listen to stuff like that, it'll say, hey, you also might like stalemates and it'll really help us boost what we got going on um, on the audio side of things. Also, if you guys like our YouTube stuff, make sure you hit subscribe because that also helps us when we want to get sponsors and keep this ship rolling. Uh, give us a thumbs up, like us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. So appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, let's play this song at the end here, Tyler. What do you think? Should let's I play do it. it? Let's get an outro. All right, let's get an outro here. Um, ooh, Tyler showed me this one the other day. Mm-hmm.